This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. The coronavirus is getting on my nerves. Seriously, man. This thing, it has the same symptoms and treatment options as the flu, except there's no vaccination, there's no normal cure. But man, people are wilding out. Or maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Um, I enjoy Clay Travis's uh, commentary on it. If you don't know Clay Travis, at Clay Travis on Twitter and mostly everything else. And he got a got a show called Outkick the Show. That's his radio show. That's his brand. I'm trying to get GOAT level to be like that. Anyway, he's saying... Buying water and toilet paper is stupid because it's just not going to stop the world from ending if the world ends. But I read a comment under one of his posts that said people are buying up water and toilet paper just in case they get locked inside and have to quarantine. So you don't want to be without water and toilet paper. So they want to be prepared. They want to be proactive. This is, I guess this is a season of being proactive because you don't know how serious this thing is, but it, to me, doesn't look that serious. And it looks like most of the people who die are old and have suspect immune systems. Those are the people who have died so far. That's what it looks like. The thing is, though, um, it just... What do I say here, man? <laughs> what do I say? I'm just waiting for the smart people, the scientists and the you know, medical people, the doctors to come up with a solution so the media can stop being afraid and stop spreading all this nonsense because I should have known things were going to just go to hell once. China started canceling all, like, big mass events. They canceled a big Olympic event. They didn't cancel a marathon. It's canceling everything. It's to the point now where we're going to start living in a literal bubble. Like, living in a bubble won't be a joke. It won't be a complaint. It won't be a... How you make fun of privileged people? No, we're literally going to be living in a bubble the way it's going now. I think what makes this thing so dangerous is how the symptoms present itself. Like people who had the coronavirus may not even know they're sick. And if it spreads like the flu, and you know every flu season how fast that spreads, it spreads really fast. So if it spreads like the flu... And it can, it may be a little bit more aggressive than the flu ultimately. Then maybe I could, I could see why people would be, you know what I'm saying, up in arms about it and, and kind of paranoid about it. Cause you don't know, they don't, they don't know what the virus can do. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. It hasn't killed that many people, especially in the U.S., Especially on the East Coast. 
Y'all freaking out, man. I'm trying to stay calm. Don't, I'm not trying to freak out like y'all doing. Because I truly believe that this will blow over. At least I hope so. Because right now it's getting to a point where they might start canceling tournament games. They might cancel the whole damn NCAA tournament. Already Ohio is starting to cancel mass events. DC made a suggestion that we don't have events with more than 250 people or 1,000 people in attendance. They made a suggestion. They didn't make a rule. They didn't make a law yet. But they made a suggestion that we don't have events that big during this outbreak, during this spread. And <laughs> there's a lot of people in D.C. There's a lot of tourists. There's a lot of people just crammed into this city. So you don't know who. And they coming from everywhere. Every People coming from everywhere. People coming from overseas. People coming from other states. Every day. So you don't know who has what. So I, I can kind of understand why you'd be paranoid. But I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Especially when most people who die are old people. The young people are good. That's what it seems like. But I think... Ultimately, we'll figure it out just like Ebola and H1N1 and swine flu and all that. You know what? You know what this freaking out mass hysteria reminds me of? The DC sniper. But it's not even as bad as the DC sniper because with the DC sniper, I mean, everyone in the DMV was going outside and walking in zigzags and looking around, looking to see if the shot will come, if. if Who's shooting at you or if someone's going to up and shoot you or something like it was a scary time. And then it took them months to find those guys. I hope this doesn't take months for us to really get this under control. But to be honest, China kind of has it under control. You haven't heard much from China lately. Everything you hear comes from Italy, comes from us. Next thing you know, we're going to hear, start hearing stuff about Africa and South America. Man, come on, man. They act like this virus is going to end the world. At its peak, it's going to literally pause the world and we're going to be living in bubbles and supplies will be limited and it's going to fuck up the entire economy. Or it's going to affect it. But me, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until otherwise. You're not going to stop me. This coronavirus, man, it's getting on my nerves. It's a medium, media-driven virus at minimum. It's ridiculous, man. Hopefully, we get a, a control of it. They, I mean, I think Ohio, did they do a state of emergency? They did something. Like, I, those games in Cleveland and Dayton are in jeopardy. If they don't get this thing under control soon, might not be playing no games in uh, Cleveland or Dayton. If they do, it'll be no fans. That would suck. Especially since I consider going to Cleveland, but it doesn't look like I'm going to make it. But seriously, man, this, this is ridiculous. Hope we get it under control. Or at least if it's going to keep going, I hope Clay Travis keeps bringing the, uh, the good content. He just, his rants on the coronavirus, he just don't like stupid people. 
Like, he's a smart, confident guy. He don't like stupid people. He really don't. And stupid people just make him go off. <laughs> it's just funny, man. I just hope he keep wilding out because I'm entertained. He be having me dying. Anyway, you know with the coronavirus, man, make sure you uh tidy up on your hygiene. Do the stuff you're supposed to do anyway. Wash your hands and wipe down everything with sanitary wipes and get your hand san- oh, hand sanitizer. I don't think there's many of those around. People buying them up. They got to be. They got to be. Because <laughs> you don't want them germs on you. I already know. Man, this is crazy. Uh, The Warriors, the Warriors are playing their game against the Nets with no fans. The Sharks might play the rest of the month with no fans. The Wizards, give it about a week, might play the rest of their games with no fans. Which is which would suck because they got LeBron coming to town and they got Zion coming to town. They could make a lot of money off those games. And the DC Defenders, the last two home games are this month. What is this, man? Y'all better get this stuff out of under control. Don't call yourself smart if you don't got no solutions to this. Seriously. Or if you're in the medical field or science field and you don't got no solutions, man, come on, bro. What are you doing? Quit sitting around. Get this shit together. Because it's getting on my nerves. Now, on to some real sports. Listen, Howard will win the MEAC championship. I'm serious. They just won by seven against South Carolina. What did I say in a previous episode, which I will air today? I said that Howard would beat South Carolina State. They will edge South Carolina State. CJ will go off on them. I said that. And that that's exactly what happened. CJ had 24. Cal Foster, welcome back. Hey, listen, Kyle Foss ain't always did when you call, but he always on time. Can I get an amen? So uh, he came off the bench, 18. Man, we miss you, bro. Oh, my God. But Lowane Richardson, who has been starting lately, only played one minute. He must have got hurt. Um... Zion Cousins looked like he won his starting spot back. 12 rebounds, 6 points. Now, that's what I'm talking I'm telling you, man, it, it's coming to pass. I said if CJ averaged over 20 a game and we make a bunch of threes and there's hot shooting, I'm telling you right now, they will win the MEAC championship. I mean, I'm looking at this right now. Okay. Five for 15 from three ain't really lighting the world on fire. 20 for 46 ain't bad. Like, that. that's the type of field shooting they need to do. That's the type of efficiency they need to have. I mean, 17 turnovers suck, but whatever, whatever. That's what they need to do. Now, they did this. Only two people were in double figures. That's CJ... And Kyle Foster coming off injury. But I'm telling you right now, Nate Garvey was off. He was 0 for 5. He's not going to be off tonight. 
Wayne Bristol Jr. was off. He had five. He was two for eight and played 40 minutes. I'm telling you right now, these four guys, CJ, Nate Garvey, Wayne Bristol, Zion getting, uh, he'll have his double-double. I say he needs a double-double and some hot shooting around him, and, and they'll win. They'll they'll win the MIAC championship. So, I'm telling you right now, man. I'm telling you, it is a wrap. Now, they got North Carolina A&T. They got North Carolina A&T. They almost beat them in Greensboro. They were neck and neck. They had a big run against them in the first half. And they were neck and neck with them from that point forward. I'm telling you right now, they're going to give North Carolina A&T all they can handle. CJ ain't going out like that. CJ will get over 20 points. You got Kyle Foster coming off the bench. And you got Wayne Bristol Jr. going to get it together and Nate Garvey. And then you have Zion getting a double-double. Oh, there's no way. All they got to do is play defense and not turn the ball over. They'll win this game. They'll win this game against a and I, I can't see. I can't see it. Like I said, you beat South Carolina State. You beat a and who's been probably one of the best teams all season. Then you get over your humps, the, the, the usual roadblocks for a team wanting to win the MEAC. Norfolk State, North Carolina Central, I promise you, that's how it's going to go. It's not going to be easy. This is going to be some close games. But I'm telling you, they can do it. And it starts tonight at 8 o'clock against North Carolina A&T. And I'm excited. I can definitely... See Howard winning. I mean, CJ can't go out like that. He, he's not going to go out like that. He is not rocking. I'm telling you, that's my guy. But, um, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. Now, this Dak Prescott thing. So, he, apparently, he turned down a seven, not seven year, but. He turned down a $105 million contract. I don't know how many years, but my guess is that's a four-year contract. Four years, $33 million, Guarantees and guarantees. That would put him right below Jared Goff. I don't know if he turned that down recently or he maybe he turned that down during the season. But I guess he wants more than that. He feels that he's better than Jared Goff. And you look at the numbers from this year, I can see why. <laughs> he feels that he's better than Goff. He's feel that he's better than Wentz. I don't blame him. He's not better than Wentz, in my opinion. Maybe him and Goff, uh, that's a that's a pick em. I still think Goff is slightly better. But Dak Prescott believes that he is better than both of them and wants to be paid that way. I'm looking at Spot Rack. Spot Rack is a good, if you want to know about NFL, NBA contracts, MLB, this is free marketing, Spot Rack. Say thank you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Spot Rack, uh, SpotRack.com, good site to look at contracts and stuff. But according to them, his calculated market value is... Five years, one hundred sixty-five million. 
$33 million a year. Now, Russell Wilson makes the most annually, in average, $35 million a year. But I guess total, I guess total guaranteed money. Um, also, I also see that base calculated value is seven years, $236 million, $33 million a year. So Carson Wentz signed a four-year, $128 million, $32 million a year. Okay. So I, I can see why he'd want more than those guys. He wants, he probably wants about the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson range. I, honestly, I wouldn't give him more than that. But hey, we're dealing with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. I got to look up the franchise tag, but they'll probably, maybe they'll franchise tag him. Well, they probably will. Um, this is going to be an interesting. This is going to be an interesting negotiation and back and forth between the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. I mean, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I really do. I mean, his stats are up there. He passed for a lot of yards, and you feel like he's very valuable to the Cowboys. And, you know, Zeke got his. But where does that leave Amari Cooper? Where does that leave Amari Cooper? I would love to see Amari Cooper with the Eagles. That would add another weapon with possibly Deshaun Jackson coming back? What? Game over. (laughs) Game over. That's game. If we got Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey... Deshaun Jackson, like, ah, uh, maybe Nelson Aguilar is gone, and we draft the receiver. Done. We're done. So, okay. What is his market value? Let's look at it. So, Mari Cooper's market value. Now, mind you, I think um, the Cowboys. Got like 70-something million dollars left in cap room. So, I don't know who else they got to sign, but... Oh, my God. So, okay. So, his market value is $19 million a year. So, I'm looking at comparisons to other receivers. Um, So, that will put him in a Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks range. So... I'll put him in a Michael Thomas range. Michael Thomas? He's not as good as Michael Thomas. He, he might be better than Brandon Cook. He ain't better than Mike Evans. So I'm like, I say in between 16, 19 million a year. That's still a lot for a receiver, man. For real, that's a lot for a receiver who aren't as good as those guys. He's not as good as Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, DeAndre. He's not as good as those guys. I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. He's not as good as those guys. But, (laughs) trying to treat him like he is. It it is what it is, though. It is what it is. Uh, Currently, oh, my God. 
So his contract so far, I think he gets thirteen million. I wish he could just stay there. Honestly, he should just stay there. But he probably won't. And it just is what it is. It is what it is. I hope the Cowboys mess this up somehow. Somehow, some way, I hope they mess this up. Because <laughs> what I'm hoping happens, they pay both of those guys and they pay less money to their offensive line and their offensive line and defensive line weakens and the Eagles' offensive and defensive line continue to stay strong and that helps the Eagles dominate the Cowboys because Dak has no protection and they won't stop us from running the ball or Carson from doing whatever he wants to do. That's what I'm hoping happens, that the Cowboys get weakened on the offensive and defensive line. I really hope so. Because this Dak thing, this Amari thing, whatever. Um, Tom Brady. So Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I keep hearing, the latest thing come out about Tom Brady is that the market for him isn't as deep as people were saying, as people were saying. And I was looking at his spot rack profile, and it was about what I expected. His market value is two years, $67 million, $33 million a year. That makes sense. That makes sense for him to want that. That's a lot, man, for QB who um is 42 and declining. And I know he's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Well, arguably. I mean, I keep forgetting about Peyton Manning. It's between those two. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for him. And it just depends on who wants to give that up. There's only uh, – he would take up half the cap of – Almost every team in the league except the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and a few other teams. Um, <laughs> him with the Dolphins would be dope. That means their whole tour idea would be hilarious. Because then I guess they would take position players to build around Brady. But then again, when Brady leaves, you got to start all over again. But um, whatever. Whatever. Uh Tom Brady, it's, it looked like Patriots or Titans or Titans. That's what I was thinking all along. But I, I just have a feeling he's going to the Patriots, man. Now, now that I see it, now that I think about it, I think he should go back to the Patriots. It's the best fit. It's the best fit. Him going to the 49ers, just, I know they pay Jimmy G a lot. I know. Should only get Tom Brady for two years. You might get Jimmy G for much longer. So, what you trying to do? What y'all want to do? Do, do the Patriots really want to pay that much money for Brady? Someone's going to pay that 30-something million dollars for Brady. They, they are. They are, definitely. It's just who? It's going to be the Patriots. It's going to be the Titans. 
Are we going to go out in left field and get the Raiders or the Chargers? Nah, it's probably Patriots or Titans. Most most likely. Most likely. It's just a lot of speculation and no one really knows anything. It's just, I just hear a, a new story every day. Where do they get this stuff from? Where is it coming from? Because <laughs> I don't think it's coming from Tom Brady. I don't think so. That's just me, man. That's just me. Well, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.